Greetings. Welcome to Space Court. Is this the first time you've done a composite reading? It's the first time I've done a multi-composite reading. What's the difference between a composite and a synastry? So because a composite chart is like the birth of a new chart, it's the result of two charts put together, like combined. It creates its own chart with like a whole new set of planets and signs and degrees. Whereas a synastry reading is an overlay of two people's natal charts. Got you. Okay. Yeah. So you're not creating a whole new chart with synastry, whereas you do with composite. So why would someone do a synastry and why Mm -hmm. would someone do a composite? Like what are the benefits of these two things? A synastry chart allows you to see how two people affect each other and therefore I like to say how their chemistry results. In a composite chart we would take the midpoints of both of our suns, both of our moons, both of our mercuries, both of our venuses, both of our and so on and so forth. It would be the midpoint between those two planets between two people's charts. Composite charts are helpful in understanding the outcome of a relationship. Damn. It's the chart for the relationship itself. If you think of the relationship Mm. as its own like third entity. Oh my God. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of like you have a baby, but it's mm -hmm. not a biological baby. It's totally an astrological baby. Yes. (laughs) Okay. Space cord. Space cord. Space cord. Previously, in the Libra season, astrologer, Sapiton, did a series of synastry readings to uncover the interpersonal chemistry of three housemates. Now, in the Scorpio season, we invite you to join us as we go deeper into the relationship of this trinity. We will explore the combined relationship of these three housemates through a multi-composite chart. Well, what I love so much about this multi-composite, is that the proper terminology, the multi-composite chart that you're mm-hmm. about to explore, is that Will, Rain, and myself have been building this community. And mm-hmm. we talk about this community as another entity. And so mm-hmm. often we're trying to address mm-hmm. the needs of this entity. And mm-hmm. I think exactly what you're describing is going to give a lot of insight into the needs of what this entity does feel nourished by and have as needs and have as challenges. So I'm super excited about uh, what you uncovered or how the experience was for you, because this is the first multi-composite that you've seen. Yes. We would like to introduce you to astrologer Sapiton. Cancer Sun, Capricorn Moon, Virgo Rising. 
the only difference between a composite chart and a multi-composite is that in a multi-composite, there's more than two people. Mm -hmm. So essentially, I think basically it's taking the average point between all three people's planets. Wow. Okay. I'm so yeah. curious what we birthed. <laughs> yeah. So what we're birthing, we're like in the process of it. It's really interesting because you just said that you guys are co-creating this community. Mm -hmm. And this community is taking place on a piece of property that was essentially handed over to you guys mm -hmm. by the owner who mm -hmm. is not there with you guys. Correct. He basically handed it over to you guys to like manage and to create upon right correct yes well guess what <laughs> <laughs> this, this baby was birthed by someone just giving them property and land <laughs> yeah it's like so loud and clear okay in in wow. your guys's multi-composite mm -hmm. you guys have an eighth house stellium you have sun north node which is really important, Mercury, Venus, and Chiron in the eighth house. Oh, wow. Yeah. Composite charts are read very similarly to natal charts, gotcha. meaning like the houses pretty much represent the same things, but like there are some differences. Like for mm -hmm. example, traditionally the second house is like the house of income, right? Financial income. And mm -hmm. then the eighth house is traditionally the house of like shared money mm -hmm. or finances or property or assets or whatever mm -hmm. in a composite chart reading the second and eighth houses they, they don't mean exactly those two things like the second house in a composite chart reading is more about like how the two people or three people in this case how much importance they place on like money and like how they go mm -hmm. about sourcing it and in this case, you guys have an eighth house stellium. Well, in a composite chart reading, the eighth house is all about property that comes from another source. <laughs> That's what the eighth house is about specifically. Property that comes specifically, from another source. Specifically, wow. yeah. Wow. Yes. Isn't that so funny? It also pertains to finances, which is basically the same thing as property like land. And then there's also like property that you guys share like other things you guys share included including money and finances but it all has to do with property and finances that's outside of the relationship meaning like it's coming from another source <laughs> yeah so wait when you say you know composite charts the houses mean different things is that for anyone's composite we would like to introduce you to a very curious bitch, Rachel Villaverde. Cancer Sun. Cancer Moon. Gemini Rising. How are these conclusions drawn? Why is the eighth house different? Why is the second house different? Yeah, because like the relationship in and of itself isn't going to like, you know, like go to work and get a paycheck, you know? It's like... Mm -hmm. The relationship is more like this sort of abstract thing, right? It's not mm -hmm. a person. It's more like the result yeah, of... Yeah, it's like an energetic feel. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. That's why you can't read it as though you're reading the chart of like a human. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. All right. So we have an eighth house stellium. Mm-hmm. 
do you want to go through like what that means with regards to each planet in that place or does that matter i mean i'm i'm along for the ride i'm curious what else you have to share what what came up for you what you thought was interesting these kinds of things well it essentially tells me because we have all the personal well not all but we have Sun, Mercury, and Venus, and those are personal planets, meaning like those are the big pieces that make up mm. this relationship. Mm-hmm. In, in this case, the relationship of the three of you guys. Mm-hmm. With the Sun being here, this indicates that this relationship exists in order to majorly transform all of your guys' lives because mm. Eighth House is also the house of transformation. So you can expect to be changed as individuals in a huge way. That's damn um, sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And with Mercury and Venus also being here, it also kind of connotes that you guys already think like that together. And maybe the way you guys communicate with each other is very transformative. Like you guys were different people before you came into this community that you guys have co-created like Mm. and the relationship that exists between the three of you is yeah it's like permanently changing you guys as people like especially with mercury here and because they're all in the sign of virgo it's the sign of service so it's almost as though you got and like with north node here too because north node is like the purpose of the relationship it's like where the relationship is getting directed like to go in so with it all being in virgo like it's as though you guys have come together to serve and it's in the eighth house so that's where that energy is being played out so it's being played out on this piece of property that came from someone else um and it's transforming who you guys are as as individuals it's transforming the way you guys communicate and the way you guys think and it's also transforming how you guys love so the way you guys Mm -hmm. like show love to each other is also probably very intense it's not like a superficial love like astrologers are taught to only read a composite chart if these people live either live together or they've been together for a long time because Mm. the composite is again, like more like a theory, you know, because it's the chart of the relationship itself. So unless there really is a relationship that is like, that has existed for a while and has been given like a foundation to grow upon, like you shouldn't Mm -hmm. really read a composite. So, Mm. but because you guys live together and because you guys like already had this strong purpose yeah. Uh, together that's why I was like yeah a composite must be read because this is wow. gonna be super interesting yeah okay so if our stellium is in the eighth house in Virgo that mm-hmm. must mean that our rising is in Aquarius it's actually in Capricorn <sighs> close i was close dude no you were seriously close the reason why it's in capricorn is because you guys do have an intercepted house Mm. um so uh your fourth house is intercepted which means that the fourth and fifth house cusps are both in the same sign okay which intercepted houses just means that like that's a house or that's an area of life that you guys are already really like good at 
Mm-hmm. And interestingly, I think it's kind of cool that you took it there because you guys have <laughs> your moon. Your composite moon is in the fourth house, and it's in the sign of Taurus. Well, moon is exalted in Taurus. It's really happy being in Taurus because Taurus is all about it's all about self care and feeling good and comfortable. And mm. having a composite moon in the fourth house tells me that. If you haven't already, you guys will develop like a very comfortable closeness amongst each other because fourth house is the house of like the home, and the moon、mm. feels really happy in the fourth. It's like it's domicile. It's meant、mm. to be. It's really happy in the fourth house.、Mm-hmm. It's really at home in the fourth house, like literally.、Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I just thought that that was really sweet. Now.、Mm. The funny thing is that it is being squared by Saturn, and Saturn is in the first house here. Saturn is in Capricorn, and when we have a Moon square Saturn,、um, this aspect in a composite chart can indicate that there might be like roadblocks to having like a, a sense of emotional affinity towards each other.、Mm. Or it can indicate like a very mature relationship because Saturn is about responsibility, and the Moon is kind of like the baby. So the Moon、mm. is at home here, but it's being aspected by Saturn in this really tight square. That might mean that like your guys's feeling of homeliness might get afflicted by. A sense of responsibility that you guys have towards other things,、um, wow. like by these like shared responsibilities that you guys have. Now, funnily enough, the moon is actually in a grand trine with Venus and Neptune and Uranus. Okay. Okay.、Um, yeah, because Uranus and Neptune are super close to each other, so Uranus. Moon and Venus.、Mm-hmm. These guys are all trining each other. And what does that mean? Just for, again for the layperson that doesn't know. <laughs> so a grand trine indicates an area of talent. So it's something that just、mm-hmm. comes really easily without even trying. It's just something that like happens on its own, and it's really really easy. And in the case of your guys's relationship, it's、mm. in all the Earth signs.、Mm. How cool is that? Because、mm. a grand Earth trine, because you have Uranus and Capricorn, Moon and Taurus, and Venus and Virgo, a grand Earth trine indicates talent and in building things. <laughs> <laughs> Especially like shelter or like building、oh、a vision,、God. or like literally like building things like from the ground up, dude.、Oh、Isn't that、gosh. so cool? <laughs> <laughs> I'm cracking up for a number of things. I mean, there's so many things that I want to share, but I want I want you to continue to to share what you have. But I'm making notes. I'm making notes. That's, okay, that's really cool. <laughs> Well, the reason why seeing this really tickled my funny bone is because, like, as you've told me, like, you guys are literally building a community out there. So I just, I was just like, oh my god! Like, it's like so clear. It's like you guys have come together to literally build something. We've talked about this idea that 
not only was the land given to us, but the land called us all together. So this idea mm. that, yes, we've created this entity, but even mm. the, the landowner, like we feel very much like, no, 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 it doesn't have to do with the people, like really getting back to the spirit and the essence of kind of aloha and the state and the land and the country that we're embodying, like this is planet earth, you know, and we mm. were all called to this particular like spot and point on planet earth to mm-hmm. build something. And so much of that has to do with this interpersonal growth and transformation that we're each undergoing. Like, mm-hmm. yes, there's actually physically things that are being built. Like no joke, rain and will are literally in the process of building like a platform for a treehouse. Wow. <laughs> From like guava trees on the land, you know, uh-huh. and oh we're, we're like the three of us have been brainstorming about a shed, but it's funny because I definitely take on this, I think, Saturn moon square that you're talking about, this like kind of resistance uh-huh. or this challenge where there's this responsibility. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking mm-hmm. of like budget and monetary resources that we have coupled with like, how long is this going to take? Like I'm coming in with this structure and this like what feels to be a very Saturn kind of like persona of mm-hmm. like, wait, 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 but what about this? What about this? What about this? Mm-hmm. And, and rain and will are very much more on a like, let's just do this. Like, let's just do this. And I'm like, oh my God, <laughs> the elder in the house, you know, like I'm with these two young bloods that are like, you know, yeah, totally opening me up for sure. But I mm-hmm. recognize this like resistance that I have, but um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, the full moon that was just two, three days ago was super intense and a lot came up um, for oh, all of us, but wow. specifically for me. And we uh-huh. ended up having to do like some serious, like heavy feelings and just communication about our feelings and like uh-huh. um, really healing really deep, deep wounds, like, and kind of arrived at like these different personas that we each symbolize for each other. Like, you know, my inner child really wounded by my sister when I was three years old, Will represents my sister, you know, like the mm-hmm. symbol of my sister and that emotion mm-hmm. that he evokes in me. And so just as an example, like that's something that was a very fresh and tender space that we had to like all go into together and like support each other through. And we're still like working out some of the kinks, but so mm-hmm. much of that is about communicating openly and honestly and in real time, like when those emotions come up and not holding them, really mm-hmm. expressing them and knowing that we're in like a safe space that wants to support and heal that and like propel it forward, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Well, Mm-hmm. You guys have Ascendant in Capricorn and you have Saturn in the first house. So mm-hmm. like what you just said, it just made me think of that because every time I've talked to you from, from what it sounds like, I think you guys are on this like endeavor of like surmounting, like kind of a huge thing together. Mm-hmm. And, and in order to do that, like you guys are all really stepping up mm-hmm. and that's like mm-hmm. no joke, you know? Mm-hmm. And like, in order to do that, you have to be so authentic mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. and like, it's just, it's cool. Like with this Saturn placement, like when Saturn's in the first house and having a Capricorn ascendant, like it's a very serious, there's like a very serious tone to the relationship. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and there's a tone, it's like a maturity and there's like a lot of responsibility and like, um, maybe on the surface when you guys are together, you guys aren't like overly expressing emotions and, and there's like a reserved quality maybe. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but there's also like Neptune and Uranus here. So that paints like a more dynamic picture. Neptune and Uranus are also in Capricorn? Yeah. Wow. And they're both like touching the first house cusp. To the outside world, when you guys are together, you guys may seem like you're very radical. Like the purpose of you guys being together is very radical and very like different from the norm because that's Mm. Uranus. Mm. Um, And then with Neptune, there's like a lot of higher ideals. Mm. Um, Like I said before, like Uranus is trining Venus. Um, Neptune is also trining Venus. So I think that despite there being a lot of responsibility that you guys share, there's also this nice balance of like, it seems like you're striving to uphold these very high standards of like being together. Because like Neptune, it's in a it's in this nice harmonious trine with Venus, and it's like touching the ascendant. So that's what it looks like to me, and that's what it sounds like to me as well. And maybe that's what's like helping you guys keep going despite all these like challenges. Like because like building anything from scratch is hard. Mm -hmm. Um, However, there's this lovely Grand Earth trine that I feel like is really supporting. It's very supportive. I think what I'm experiencing is, yeah, being like kind of stretched in those areas slash learning how to work with them. And mm-hmm. I think this is also something that maybe you touched on in Will in my sinistry with regards to that Venus-Mars aspect. Mm. Like Will and I, in like the way that we take on projects, mm-hmm. you know, for example, it's like we, we have... I think a different perspective on it and we're coming from a different angle, but we both execute and like want to lead in those projects. Hmm. So I'm still in a position where I don't really know how to work with him is basically the bottom line. Hmm. <laughs> like I'm, I'm having a hard time in slash, you know, talk about how serious things are. We try and mm-hmm. incorporate a lot of creativity and play mm-hmm. into some of our intentional collective spaces. Mm-hmm. And we were basically going through a play exercise and Will was kind of like, I don't want to play anymore. And it was like, mm-hmm. wait, what? Again, there's some edge or some area of like stretching and growth mm-hmm. with regards to collaborating, where if we can actually figure it out or if we can get mm-hmm. to that space, like it will be very powerful. But mm-hmm. I find that we're definitely still in that, uh, not going to touch it. Like, uh, I'd rather not. Hearing this makes me feel extremely inspired. Mm. You know, not only are we building something on a physical front of like structures and things, mm-hmm. but also almost like a new self when I felt really wounded or not wounded, but I just really felt my healing happening. You know, when you're healing, it's very painful. And I felt that healing on the full moon and it was super painful. And the next day it was like super painful still. Uh-huh. And I think I'm still in pain, but I was recognizing like, it's because I'm in this mourning or grieving of these like dead parts of myself that I've still been carrying around. And it's like, uh-huh. they're no longer serving. So I'm in this like mourning grieving space. There's like this super sadness and there's a lot of pain, Yeah, but I know that there's this like newness that I'm coming into, which is really uncomfortable because it's new. And I haven't really been in that space where I can express my feelings real time, you know, and that's uh-huh. like the family that we're creating. That's the house that we are creating, like a space where that is invited and that is encouraged and that is welcomed, like however you feel as you are being accepted. So I think that also falls under these like high standards and ideals that we all are holding ourselves to and we're all accountable to. It's like, that's Mm -hmm. how we want to show up. 
but it's like really hard work and really hard practice to do that Mm. every day. There is this like very serious element because Mm -hmm. so much of it is like hard. Mm-hmm. But we all have really good senses of humor and like we all appreciate creativity and we do want lightness. It's definitely like an in-between space and we definitely like teeter-totter between the two spaces. Wow. It's funny how you just said that you recognize there's all these dead parts of yourself that you like acknowledged yourself having still like Mm -hmm. carrying it around but you're like so I need to let those go well I think it's partially a direct result of your guys's composite because you guys have that eighth house stellium and like Mm. when you have an eighth house stellium in a relationship in a composite chart it's also gonna indicate that something is going to totally die something has to die there's yeah. something is going to die. I'm telling you, like as a result mm-hmm. of your guys's relationship, something is going to die. Yeah. And whether it's going to be like a quick instant event or whether it's something that's more symbolic and it's like happening over a long period of time, I don't know. But something is definitely going to die and it's going to be reborn because mm-hmm. eighth house is transformation. It's that phoenix rising out of the ashes. So something new is going to come out of this. I feel that very strongly. I feel like it's going to be in between. I don't think it's this instant thing and I don't think mm-hmm. it's long and drawn out. I feel like it's in its perfect time. We're just coming into about two months living together mm-hmm. and we've made a lot of progress and we'd have some really good milestone moments. And mm-hmm. I think it's not until we're in that healthy habit of being open with mm-hmm. how we're feeling real time. For me personally, it's these habits. I'm talking about these dead habits that I'm still like, I'm still mm-hmm. carrying, but with rain and will, like they're illuminated so brightly. It's like, oh, mm-hmm. oh yeah, no, I want to just go to sleep right now. Cause I don't want to mm-hmm. feel everything I'm feeling rain knocking on my door and saying like, Hey, let's talk about like where, where you're at and what you're feeling like. Moments are always available, but when someone is actually supporting me and helping me, knowing that this is my challenge space, like, hey, Mm -hmm. why don't we talk about those feelings? Like Mm -hmm. that invitation alone is uh is something I'm more inclined to like, okay, I'm gonna do it, you know, as Mm -hmm. opposed to like if if that invitation wasn't there, I don't know that Mm -hmm. I would. I'd probably go back into my habit. But Mm -hmm. like we're we're all like working together to like open those spaces and Mm -hmm. reform those habits. I like that. I do too. Like I feel really, really grateful and super honored to be living with them and what we've done so far and in the roles that we each play for each other mm-hmm. um, and the willingness that we all have to like hear each other and the willingness that we all mm. have to like make changes, you know, like we, we mm. want to do the work, you know. Yeah, that's the eighth house for you. It's the house of the <laughs> subconscious mm. um, and it's a psychological house because the eighth house illuminates the underworld. Yes. Thank you. The attic is more 12th house. Um, yeah, 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 exactly. We know it's there, but it's like not comfortable facing it. So the eighth house in Virgo, what is that alchemy? I feel like because Virgo is so like grounded and it just wants to be useful and it wants to be mm. practical and it needs to be needed. Like mm. Virgo is not happy unless she is productive and is like making good use of her time. And she just, she loves to work and she loves to analyze 
and making sure everything is efficiently working. And it's like service. She just wants to serve. And so because your guys' composite sun is here and Mercury's here and Venus is here and North Node is here, I think it implies that there's a great need to serve. Your guys' purpose as a team is to serve. And then it's in the area of these like shared resources or like this property that has been handed over to you guys. I think it's about serving on this land or serving the land that you guys have been given. You know, because other eighth house things you were talking about are obviously rebirth, transformation, mm-hmm. yeah. death. I mean, mm-hmm. could it be serving this underworld, you know, this, uh, this subconscious? Would that fall under that as well? That is such a good point. Yes, but it would be the underworld of each other. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Where is the Mars placement of this entity? So it's in the ninth house. And when Mars is in the ninth house of a composite, it can imply that it might be hard for you guys to accept each other's worldviews because Mm. the ninth house is the worldview of each other. Mm-hmm. It's like your your guys's understanding of life and of the world and of how life works and how the universe works. Mars is a malefic planet which just means that it can bring about like challenge. It can it can represent like challenges. Mm-hmm. Not in the way that Saturn represents challenges. Like Saturn can like restrict and delay things and that's why it's challenging. Whereas Mars is like cannot be malleable. So that's why it's a challenge because Mars Mm. just wants to like go and move and just like do it now. Mars in the ninth house of a composite can represent like difficulty and understanding each other's worldviews. But Mm. it's in this nice sextile to Jupiter in Leo because Jupiter expands everything it touches so and sextile is a positive flow it's an ease aspect it can mean that like there's a lot of opportunities that you guys will get in order to (laughs) help understand each other more and Mm. understand each other's worldviews more yeah wow interesting so mars in the ninth house what sign is that in is that in libra it is yeah okay Jupiter is in the seventh house in Leo. Okay. Wow. Super affirming, you know, everything that you're saying really is exactly what we're experiencing. Wow. That's exciting. Mm -hmm. Be given and called to a space to really build and create something. So when we have the 10th house, that represents Mm -hmm. our career, right? So... Yeah, so in this case, it's going to talk more about how you guys appear as an entity to the public. This is how the public views you guys. But it's also Mm. like, so you know how the first house is like how you guys appear? This is just like what you guys kind of look like and how you guys might feel. And Mm -hmm. that's why I was saying earlier, like with Saturn in the first house, there's there might be like a reserved quality. Like you guys aren't gonna like seem like you're very openly emotional with each other Mm -hmm. that's like a Saturn in the first house well the 10th house is more like what you guys are perceived to be achieving as Mm -hmm. a unit what you guys are accomplishing this is like your guys's reputation as a team and this is also 10th house is also known as the midheaven 
Mm-hmm. Um, oh, shit. <laughs> cue, cue the dog. Cue the dog. <laughs> Louie, chill out. <laughs> Louie in the house. Okay, 10th house, midheaven. So, interestingly, you guys have midheaven at zero degrees in Scorpio, and you have Pluto in the 10th house. <laughs> And as you know, Pluto rules the eighth house and Pluto rules Mm. Scorpio. And you guys Mm. have this eighth house stellium. And you guys have a Scorpio midheaven and Pluto sits right there too. So it's almost like affirming your Mm. guys' purpose as a team of like illuminating the underworld. Um, But it can also mean that, like, as a team, you guys can appear to be very powerful because Pluto is the planet of power Mm -hmm. Um, and also transformation. So, like, you guys probably might garner this reputation of being super powerful. Like, you guys are able to, like, move the earth together and also be, like, very transformative. And also Scorpio has this element of, like, a healer because it's Scorpio Mm. and Pluto are the occult. Mm. So like you guys might be seen as people who heal, whose purpose is to like Mm. heal, like as a, as a team. Wow. There's this theme of like death around you guys, death and rebirth. Yeah. Well, that's, I think the great healing, that's where the great healing is when you have this, this wound or this opening or this death, which I think are pretty synonymous, you know, Mm. like, I feel like death is this opening, you know, like I, Mm -hmm. I don't feel when I think of death, I really go back to like childbirth. And then I Mm -hmm. also go to the like metamorphosis of the caterpillar into a butterfly, you know, Mm. and in both of those instances those are like very painful like mega healing shifts rebirths you know I feel that super strongly like even when Will was triggering me the other night I wanted to cry instantly like so badly and I knew that I was resistant because I still have that habit of like hold those tears and then Rain was picking up on it she was like I feel like I want to burst into tears I mean she didn't say that verbatim Yeah, she was like empathing, like 100% exactly what I was feeling. She was like, I feel this. I feel this. It's in my head. It's in the back of my head. Like my neck feels this way. Like she was saying all of the things and I was like, oh my God. And then I afterwards, I said that I was like, yeah, no, I could easily like be bawling my eyes out right now. That was what I wanted to do. But then I like did my habits and like all the constructs that I have and we were still talking through it. But I think that's what we're working towards. You know what I mean? Like basically we're working towards when Will triggers me. And it's, again, I think it's so much, I love that all of this kind of subconscious has been brought up because as much as I identify with it as will, it's not will, you know, like it's what yeah. will represents. It's the symbol of will. Right. You know, archetype yeah. that he holds, you know, and it's like yeah. unlocking this death in me. It's really challenging me and forcing that. And then I have that support of this empath, this reflection of like the truth and the light, you know, which is rain. And it's, Mm -hmm. I'm in the middle, just like in this process, like, I hate it. I can't wait for it to finally materialize. But we are definitely in a healing house and it it feels super intense, but it feels really good Mm -hmm. too. Because this is the like foundation pieces, you know, like we're building this so that others can then come and experience the same thing. 
This isn't just for us. Again, like the land called us here to undergo mm-hmm. our personal and individualized experience, but mm-hmm. we're doing that collectively. And so we also have birthed this like entity that is the makeup of the three of our energetic spaces. Mm-hmm. And it is to invite others into that space. So mm. yeah, our midheaven and Pluto would be like buddy, buddy in yeah. Scorpio. <laughs> Yeah, there's a huge theme of healing, Mm. transformation. Mm. But it's like, what else, right? Like, what else do we really need in this world right now Mm. besides that? I mean, I think it's just so, it's so, like, appropriate, I feel. The timing is insanely beyond auspicious. Mm. Wow. And the fact that it's so, again, like, rooted in a cult you know what I mean Mm. like we we very much are in communion with the spirits of the land we are Mm -hmm. in communion with other spirits and we are we are working with that energy too like you know rain will and I are the symbols are the human symbols it's like we have a line of ancestors we have a line of support on these energetic spaces that are part of this composite as well, you know, that are like feeding into it and fueling it and supporting it, you know? Yeah. The ancestry thing is a big deal. And that was one thing that, you know, the next day Will came and he was like, Hey, so like last night, like, how are we feeling today? And like checking in. And I was like, yeah, Mm -hmm. I don't know today. Like I'm super confused. Like I definitely Mm. recognize like what you symbolize and I could feel the healing there of like calling out my sister and, and calling out that healing for the, the inner child of me that like wanted that to, to be voiced and acknowledged. Mm-hmm. But then I started realizing like, you're not just my sister. Like you also represent this hierarchy and structure and patriarchy and like all of these other things mm-hmm. that are just really, really dark, mm-hmm. you know, and I can't find healing there. Cause you know, when it was my sister, it was like, oh, but I love my sister so much. And we have such this deep relationship now. And mm-hmm. you know, like mm-hmm. how much compassion I could find and forgiveness, like just instantly. Mm-hmm. But then it was like, I sat with the surface of those feelings and it was like, oh, wait a second, go deeper, like go deeper, go deeper. Mm-hmm. And it was like, oh my gosh, I don't mm-hmm. know how to find compassion in this darkness. I don't know how to find forgiveness mm-hmm. with this darkness. I don't even mm-hmm. know how to, I don't even want to feel this darkness because it's, mm-hmm. it's, it really hurts a lot. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of pain here. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of like how we were like addressing like, yeah, we, we still have work to do. But mm-hmm. we want to honor the process. We want to give the time and space, all the things, and try and develop, you know, stronger tools to deal with those things. Mm-hmm. So we're open. It'll, it'll be interesting. I mean, I have no doubt that life will supply us and give us the resources that we need in order to extract these wounds, address mm-hmm. them, be in them, feel them. Like we have the support that we're creating with each other. We're having the mm-hmm. house, you know, in this house, like we're being very strict about it's a dry house. Like there's no alcohol, mm-hmm. there's no smoking, there's no intoxicants of the kind that are like numb, you know, mm-hmm. this mm-hmm. work that needs to be experienced. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're in it for sure. Mm-hmm. And it's, um, it's crazy that everything that you're saying really just is a sounding board for that. Well, I'm glad that this was able to provide some insight, maybe like affirm mm-hmm. some things that you already knew. Yeah, there's um, there's a lot to unpack here for sure. Thank you so much, Say. That's 
Yeah. Super powerful. Thank you for letting me do my first multi-composite chart. It's on the record, bitch. So it is in the (laughs) history books. And I think that's such a beautiful gift to be able to provide for communities, you know, that have more than two, three people where you can find this kind of like purpose and like acknowledgement for an entity that is just an energetic force. You know, as I was saying, Mm -hmm. it's been something that we've talked about, like what are the needs of our community? And I feel like so much of what you have shared Mm -hmm. kind of can help direct some of those spaces. Like we are to be in service. We are to be in service to our subconscious healing. We are to be in service of the healing of the land. We are here for that, you know, and we are here to build you know, mm-hmm. I think a space for others to come. We're here to to build structures of unconvention and revolutionize uh, coexisting as we know it, you know? Mm-hmm. I think there's no coincidences about that. I feel like in a very small way, I get to be a part of this. So I'm I'm excited about that. Really, really appreciate it. Thank you for sharing your gift as always. And definitely feel honored to share that with the world so planet earth you're one lucky (laughs) bitch space cord space cord